It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, we have the Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba the Toto Japan Classic for the LPGA. I'm live from the Inspiration Driving Range on the Lions Campus, home of the New Jersey Golf Foundation. It's Veterans Day next week, folks. Election Day commercials are going to come to an end, but you know what begins this afternoon right now? The Pro Show. Wade, light it up. Greetings, everyone, this afternoon. Wade Weezer, how are you doing in the studio, my friend? I am fine. Nice and dry in here, nice and uh, happy. How is it where you are? I can't see. I can only hear you today. I know, I know. We're out on the road. We're doing something fun this afternoon. So I sound, if I sound a little funny, we are up at the Lions campus of the VA, which is up in Basking Ridge or Lions, New Jersey. Um, there's a little driving range up here called the Inspiration Golf Range. And it is the home of the New Jersey Golf Foundation, one of our proud sponsors. So we came up here this afternoon to promote them and to have some fun. And, uh, the, you know, it's, I mean, 70 degrees on November 4th. It couldn't be any better. And one of the reasons it can't get any better is that next to me right now is the director of instruction, a very longtime friend of mine, New Jersey PGA Pro, in fact, award-winning one-time professional of the year. We both share that back in 2014 there, Mr. Brock. Yes, that's correct, 2014. All right, I am joined by Andy Brock, who is the director of instruction here at the range, and he's, we're going to talk about some programs and some other things, but he and I go way back. Um, the club that I grew up at, Metuchen Golf and Country Club, um, Andy was the pro there for a long, long time, and uh, he has seen me grown up over the years, and uh, we've been friends for a long time. But we're going to talk some golf and have some fun this afternoon. We also might check in with some of the people here at the range and um, see what their experience is like and uh, maybe talk to a PGA Hope volunteer. We'll see how all the technology works out this afternoon. You never know on the pro show. But uh, as of right now, I'm so pleased to be joined by Andy and uh, here at the range. Uh, this place is cool, man. My first impression when I pulled in, uh, there's a vibe here going on. Um, tell me about it. Yeah, good afternoon, Keith. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's a really... Um Wonderful location here at uh, the VA Hospital in uh, Lyons. Um, you know, I have uh, two great uh, people that work here at the range, Charlie um, Wilcox and Glenn Hockman, and they they just make it a place uh, that's warm and welcoming. You come here, we've got people from all over um, New Jersey coming hit balls, you know, in the local area. You know, we have private club members, we have uh, your reg regular public golfers, and, of course, we have our vets. So, you know, it's a fun place to be, a fun place to work on your game. Don't forget Stella, uh, you know, the, do the dog that's here, too. Uh, I'm a dog lover, so uh, she, she was all over me when I was carrying in the equipment there, Mr. Wade. Um, let's jump to leaderboards for a second. You know, we got a little action going on here, Andy, over in Japan, yes. right? The, the Toto Japan Classic. Now, um, there's still a lot of COVID issues over there in Asia, right? So the ladies had a week off last week, but the week before that, they were in Seoul, Korea. 78-player um, field, 72 holes, no cut. Round two completed last night. At the top of the leaderboard, we have 10 under. We have Momoko Ueda. Now, we're in Japan. So one of the cool things about this and what makes the LPGA such a global tour is that of the 78 players, we only have 42 from the LPGA, right? And we have another 36 from the Japan LPGA. So this is truly like a, a, 
melting pot of a tournament, right? And there's big doings going on here because for the LPGA, we have two this event and one more before we cut to 60 and we go play for $7 million at the CME Group Tour Championship down in Naples. So those that did make the trip over, I think that, you know, Things are they're, – they're being smart about it because you got to get in that top 60, and a bunch of them, seven of them, that are right around the borderline there are playing this week. And the golf course there, set a golf club, 54-hole facility, much like here, sprawling campus, right? Um, really cool place. We have a bunch of Japanese LPGA ladies at the top of the leaderboard, Miyu Yamashita. She's at 9-under. Um, the 2019 winner, we haven't played here since then, so technically she's the defending champion. I, Suzuki, some notables in the field. How about this? I want to get your reaction to this, right? A dietetical, 19 years old, last week she's had five top tens in a row. One of those was a win back in Arkansas. But she's now number one player in the Rolex Women's World Rankings, 19 years old. Right? Do you think? Do you think that a young man could be number one in the world at 19 years old? Uh, wow. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I was not even really aware. But I mean, obviously, what she's been doing recently, she shot six under par yesterday. Her record is obviously fantastic. Um, you know, a wonderful player. Um, but as far it... as as far as the a man, uh, I, you know, it, it's of course it's possible. I mean, you just had a 19 year old win the U.S. Open in tennis in 19. But to get sure. to number one in the world, I think you know you 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 need. Um, you know, obviously a spectacular finish as an amateur in one of the in the U.S. Open and the U.S. Amateur, and then maybe, you know, get going that springboard yeah. springboard that way. You know, the ball has no idea how old you are. You know, so if a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old is hitting a grade, it's not doesn't make any difference. You yeah. Know? So the ball's not going to react. It's whether or not you can control your emotions and and um, you know, being a parent of two, a boy and a girl, I think that. Uh, um, it's probably the women mature a little bit uh, faster yes. uh, than we do in that regard. Yes. Maybe I'm still maturing. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I mean, look at look, look at what I'm doing, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, uh, number three in the world, Minji Lee. She's tied for 24th. Um, rookie of the Year candidate against the Thiathetical. She is she is leading the Rookie of the Year standing. She's number one in the world. Hyjin Choi, she's three under, tied 24th. Um, four of the top ten in the rankings are there. Eight of the top 30. Uh, $2 million purse, 300000 for first place. They're 36 holes in. Um, I, love these, I love these evening golf um, little, you know, jaunts all over the world where, like, you know, if you stay up late or if you wake up early, there's some action going on. And, uh, you know, you can wake up really early on Sunday morning and it's like, you know, they're coming down the stretch. There's three holes to play. Uh, you can't sleep and you get all this entertainment. Um, speaking of entertainment, uh, we're also down in Mayakoba. Now, we were talking about this before we came on air this afternoon. You have been to Mayakoba. Yes, my uh, my mother-in-law has a place um, in Playa de Carmen, which is probably about uh, 30 minutes south. Uh, you know, on the Mayan Riviera, right there. It's a beautiful um, house. It's right on the golf course there, down there at the old Hard Rock, and I think it's the the uh, the Moon Palace now. But uh, a spectacular place to play golf. And Mayakoba is a um, you know, you couldn't get a better place to go in November. I'm sure the weather is perfect all the time. It's probably 85 every single day and uh, the golf course is spectacular so i know that they'll enjoy their time down there and the golf course does yield some really uh, good scores well i mean yesterday we had 89 players of 132 under par okay just after round one uh, guys, the, those guys are good is that what yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're we're talking to a guy division one collegiate golfer 
Uh, he holds two or three course records himself. I mean, this Andy Brock can play some golf, folks. And we got guys like Will Gordon shooting 62 that no one's even heard of. Right. He's down in Mexico at the Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba. I don't know if they get paid by the letter, but, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's crazy. It, uh, he shot nine under yesterday, 62. He's leading the way. He's your first-round leader. Russell Henley, a familiar name to everybody. Um, great approach player. And that's what defines this place. Much like, you know, Russell Henley, you hear him at YLA or Heritage or whatever. This is is your plotter's golf course and this is you know hitting it to certain spots off the tee and then everybody from there is like basically playing 18 par threes you know coming in right. and um the, the greens aren't terribly challenging but they are past palum you yes. know and uh we have the prince of past palum down there mr victor hovland he's got two in a row um and he for sure you know he finished yesterday tied seventh he shot six under 65 and you know at the end of the day he finished better yesterday in the first round than he has the last two years, and he's won it. Scotty Scheffler, number two in the world, just supplanted by Rory McIlroy a couple weeks ago when he won the CJ Cup. Um, we got four guys at seven under. We've got like 100 guys at six under. I mean, everyone's under par. If, if you were over par yesterday, either you're doing too much of the all-inclusive <laughs> or you're there with the family and you got too many kids running around the beach. I don't know what it is. We got five, but they got a good field, though. And I think it goes back to your point about the weather. Yeah. Um, overall, when you like, take me back to your playing days for a second, I, w- I want to dig in here for a second to your brain, right? <laughs> God bless us all. But when you would approach a golf course like that, with, like a lot of these Northeast golf courses that are very positional, right? And you knew you were preparing for something like that. What would you in particular work on? I mean, look, when you're, when you're trying to, to, you know, be a great player, it's, it's not just one solitary thing, you know, you have to work on everything, you know, but a golf course, a golf course dictates to you whether or not you need to hit a lot of drivers or a lot of, you know, shorter clubs off the tee. And, you know, when you get out there and you have a plan, you have to stick to it. I just wish I had stuck to more, some more of my plans, but, you know, I mean, uh, putting of course is, you know, really liking the greens that you're playing on and uh, understanding how that, um, the pass palm affects how the ball rolls and what you need to do and whether you need a little bit more loft on your putter. Maybe you did change the ball position a little bit. Um, so, you know, when you go down there, you, you, you play a couple of practice rounds and these guys are saying, okay, this is what is giving me a little bit of issue. This is what I need to do. So they're going into their practice um, um, time and thinking, okay, well, chipping off pass palm is a little bit harder. So I need to work on this. I need to shallow out a little bit and make sure that I don't dig anything. I need to get a little bit of better position, a little bit of different strike on my putter. And then, you know, when a guy like Russell Henley shoots, Henley shoots eight under par, you know, he's such a great putter. You think, why is Russell Henley only a four wins? You know I mean? This guy does everything good, but maybe he's just not, not, not quite long enough. He doesn't hit a three forty every other swing. Right? Well, <laughs> Look at the leader, Will Gordon, right? And, um, you know, I'll bring this up to you. All fall, the first-round leader has not won the tournament. Now, I know it's tough to go wire to wire, but, I mean, over the course of what we've played now, five or six events this fall, we've had some good some good players, right, right? Yeah. Uh, lead after the first round. And, you know, sorry, Will Gordon, but that's the facts. You know, I mean, maybe you could, you could shift the tide there and, and you could bring home the win yourself. Uh, but to go nine under in the first round, you know, and have guys like Scotty Scheffler and Victor yeah. Hovland just a couple couple back behind you. A couple of the notables in the field, Tony Finau, where he'd be now. He'd be in Mexico. He's 68. He shot three under. That's tied 45th. So you shoot three under, shoot 68, right? Right. You go back to the buffet, right, <laughs> at the all-inclusive, right? Mrs. Brock's there, and she <laughs> says, how'd you do today, honey? He's like, well, 
I shot three under, and I'm like, there's 50 guys in front of me. So, I mean, how are we doing, right? Um, Colin Morikawa tied for 90th, even par, wow. right? So it goes back to my point, 89 guys under yeah. par here yesterday, and it's only going to continue to go deeper and deeper. I mean, the average score at this place for the last 10 years has been 20 under par plus. Um, Hovland last year shot 23 under, which is a tournament record, but the year before he shot 20. Um, you know, and, and it, it, what's interesting about that place and you can tell that it's one of those positional golf courses because you've got a guy like Victor Hovland that wins there or a guy that has tons of success like Tony Finau, but then you have winners like uh, Matt Kuchar right. over the years. Or, and then you've got a bomber like Harris English. You know? So it, it's going to be cool the way it plays out this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. You know, one of the other things I'm looking forward to, and this was announced this week by that Rory Tiger group right that they put together. The match? Uh, oh, well, yeah, how about the match, the match right? Let's yeah. go there for a second. I, yeah. I, yeah, you should host. I'm telling you. All right, so <laughs> that's what I thought. Where I thought you were going. <laughs> well, well, there's, there's there's a bunch of things. So as of yesterday, it was officially. I mean, it had been, it had been rumored, it had been leaked, but down in Tampa, all right, at the Pelican Golf Club, we are going to have a match, and we're not talking about dragging out uh, Josh Allen, and of course they're playing football now. But I guess I mean, we could we could probably get yeah. some Phillies. You know they're going to be done in about two days. But um, at the end of the day, we should we get some Yankees too. We can pick, make all sorts <laughs> of jokes. But um, you know we're going to have one of these reboots of the match. I think it's it's volume seven of all of these, and we've done a lot of different things. Everything from Barkley to just Phil and Tiger head to head for you know tons of money. But now we're going to have Tiger and Rory versus JT and Spieth. How about that star power on a Saturday night, nine holes under the lights? You loving this or what? I love it. I love it. I mean, you, you know, when you put together a match like that, you want spectacular golf, and you're going to get it from that group. And, you know, you go back to the original match of, um, of Hogan and um, Nelson against, was it Venturi and Co? Yeah. Who it was? And yeah. It was like Cypress 56 Point. or 55 to 56. You know, that's yeah. the kind of scores they're shooting. You know, um, you know, you'd love to see, you know, eight birdies against nine birdies. I mean, that would oh, that yeah. be a fantastic. It could definitely happen, as, as you've told many stories about Tiger and, you know, being, you know, so good at golf is better than you at breathing. That's what I remember you saying. Oh, yeah. He's better than me at golf. He's better at golf than I am at breathing. That was one of the things I... These little things that you say to me years ago, you, if you, we get together, <laughs> they'll come back. Yeah, pe- but, pe- people that know me. Yeah. Yeah, and, and breathing's important. Breathing is important. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's important. Oh, man, that's a great quote. Um, I've said that many times. <laughs> I, but I'm excited for this match yeah. because yeah. Um, not, you know, not for nothing, but, I mean, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes and everything. And, and it, I, I like the way that we've truncated things. It's only nine holes or 12 holes or whatever they want to do. But I think these four guys – actually like one another yeah so the biggest thing that i've seen as a challenge in all of these mat the previous matches is that the guys don't talk to one another right like oh let's do brooks and bryson yeah i mean they might as well have just did wrestlemania you know and like try to throw each other around the ring they were never going to talk to one another these four will talk i think it'll i mean jordan will talk you yeah, know that jordan will talk he'll talk to his ball he'll talk to the caddy he'll talk to the ground he'll talk to the tree talks to the shot yeah <laughs> he talks to everything yeah um you know i think it's going to be it would really be great to see some crazy shots being hit some shots being hold but just to see like four you know obviously spectacular you know you know top players in the world go out and have a match like that of course you know anything you do with tiger is going to be spectacular and hopefully he's feeling good and i'm sure that he is now that he signed up for the match but um boy you know it would it would really be great to see uh 
him play great and then, you know, those guys, you know, win because they birdied every hole. Tiger, Tiger seems pretty motivated these days. Yeah. He seems pretty motivated. People in his camp are telling me that he is uh, um, rejuvenated of sorts. And uh, there's a lot of things that are going on, and there's a lot of things I think he built over the last 20 years that have been tried to be torn down or threatened. And I think that that um, has the big cat. You know, everyone talks about moving the needle, and he is the needle and all right. of that jargon and everything. I think that he's, he's excited. I think he is, uh, he's motivated, and I think that that's very good for, uh, for golf, golf fans like you and I. Anytime and, you get Tiger out there get, doing things that he wants to do, that's, that's better for the game. And I'll tell you what, you know what also is good for the game? And, and Andy uses the word, I'm going to steal it right now, spectacular. We have a spectacular venue that I'm live at this afternoon, and it's all a big part of the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township, is the new home site of golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Open to the public, proceeds from the Inspiration Range will support foundation programs and events. To learn more, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Folks, we're just getting started up here. Andy and I, we're going to try to find... um, some willing participants from the range, maybe, or maybe a PGA Hope volunteer or two. As for right now, it's 3.15 p.m. here in New Jersey. Actually, pushing like 3.18. Here we go, Wade. All right. You're probably angry with me. Here we go. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment with a couple more insights from the Inspiration Golf Range. In time, I want to be a best friend. Eastside love is living on the West End. Knocked out from Jay Williams and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Smoking like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. His name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township, is buzzing as the new home site for golf programs in support of youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, PGA Hope, helping our patriots everywhere, is a weekly rehabilitative golf program for veterans that is changing and saving lives. Special Olympics New Jersey golf athletes will be training and competing at the Inspiration Range throughout the fall season, and a lineup of youth programs will also be on the schedule. The Inspiration Golf Range is open to the public and proceeds support the New Jersey Golf Foundation programming. To learn more about programs and special events, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. You know, we have two wonderful guests this afternoon. One was a spider in school, and the other is in school with the New Jersey PGA. Andy Brock and Bryce Walker work at the Inspiration Driving Range, and today they are building quite a web of their own. Oh, 
yes. A little Gwen Stefani on a Friday afternoon. Get us all wired up there, Mr. Wade Weezer. I appreciate that. Yes, the one Mr. Andy Brock was a Richmond Spider that back in correct. the day for the uh, Division One golf team that he played on for four years there. Um, quite credibly, by the way. And uh, I'd also like to welcome to the show this afternoon, we have on the line with us Bryce Walker. Bryce, who is a PGA Works fellow. Bryce, welcome to the pro show this afternoon. How are you doing today, bud? I'm good today. How are you? Happy to be oh, here. Oh, man. Any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, uh, I'm fired up for being here. You know, I tell you what. And, uh, Andy, I'm going to go to you first for a second. Award-winning PGA professional. I mean, pro of the year, 2014, here in New Jersey. Uh, tremendous honor. You were president of the PGA, of the section here, the New Jersey PGA. A lot of things in your career to be very proud of. But yet, you bring your hat here every day hanging on the wall, right? You're the director of instruction. You're doing all these things for the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Um, how proud are you every day when you come here and you see what is building and what is growing here? Well, you know, it's, uh, we're very lucky, um, Keith, to uh, sign the deal with uh, the VA hospital to help uh, to run the range here for the next uh, nine or ten years uh, uh, or so, hopefully. And, uh, you know, as somebody that grew up playing golf, uh, you love to see um, all the types of people that are coming out and trying to work on their game. And, you know, when I, when I come here, you know, it's almost like it's, it's not even really work, as we like to say, um, because you're just trying to help people enjoy themselves. And I'm really proud to do that, and I'm proud to be, you know, um, helping the vets and helping the people, the programs uh, for the um, – the people with special needs and the kids. Um, but again, like it's almost, you know, if you were walked up here and you were hitting balls next to me on any rage and I saw you struggling, I'd probably take a little break out and help you anyway. So um, it just makes me, it's something that I do naturally and, and it feels like it's the right thing and I really do enjoy, I really do enjoy it. Sounds like it all works. And speaking of works, PGA Works fellow <laughs> Bryce Walker, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over to you, Bryce. All right, what do you love most about coming up here to the range and volunteering your time and your service? Uh, it's, it's really just uh, a great opportunity for me. Uh, it's a great place to network. You know, I meet great guys like Andy, uh, a bunch of other pros that come and help out at the PGA Hope Clinic. So I meet a bunch of great people, learn a bunch of great things, and it's really just a great opportunity. So I try to just soak it all in during my time here. The grand opening was back in March, right? So this was your first full season doing this. Andy, to you, um, as someone who's here every day, what are you guys learning? You know, how was the first year? What was the reaction from the community? Break it down for me a little bit. Well, the first year was uh, great. I don't think it really could have gone much better. It was, it was really busy. Um, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, the place I was working at before, a range on Route 22, was bought out and closed down. So a lot of the people that were there, they came over. Um, and they had no really other place to go. So that, that obviously upped uh, the part participation that we had here. However, you know, there's a little golf course here, and guys and, and women come to warm up. Kids get to play. So it was a bustling place to start. But with the new mats and our golf balls and the staff, um, and of course uh, this year's weather, which was spectacular and hot, um, it all went as about as good as you could possibly have a first year go because we rarely closed and we were always open, you know. So, um, you know, we were a little bit conservative in some of the things we did, and I think that as we go along, as we try to learn about how the season goes, the place will just continue to improve year after year, and of course that's all you would hope for. Bryce, I'm going to switch over to you for a second. Open seven days a week. You guys are constantly running programs for the New Jersey Golf Foundation. When people show up, 
and you've been here now, you know, more than a month, two months or whatever this past summer, and you're seeing people's reactions to showing up. Um, what are you seeing? You know, what, what, what is the vibe from your perspective here at the Inspiration Golf Range? Uh, yeah, one word I could say is that everyone is very appreciative. So um, we did a, a special needs clinic. You know, all the parents are, like, scrambling around trying to find programs for their special needs children, and they said this is, like, the, one of the first programs that they were able to sign them up for. So they're very thankful to me, Andy, New Jersey Golf Foundation, to be able to have their kids come out and enjoy some sun, hit some balls. So really, it's really just appreciation, uh, and it's, it's something that we all look forward to when we run these programs for everyone. You know, speaking of looking forward to, I've been looking forward to this afternoon for a while, getting up, getting out of the studio, getting away from Wade, and I'm talking to my good friend Andy Brock, PGA professional, director of instruction here at Inspiration Golf Range. Um, On the line, we have Bryce Walker, PGA fellow for the New Jersey PGA from the PGA Works program. Um, These guys are here day in and day out. And I'm curious, you know, for somebody, if you're listening in the general area, they probably wonder, you know, what's it like each day, um, I'll Andy. You're nodding at me right now here in front of me. Um, what's it like mid-season, right? With the programs running, uh, can people hit balls every day? I mean, I know you're open like um, nine to, to dark or whatever, but seven days a week. But um, do the programs ever prohibit people from you know like how does it all come together? What's an, what's an average week like? Let's say in the middle of the summer. Well, that's you know, I mean, if we could remember any of that stuff, that would be great. But um, you know, really, really, when you come into the range, uh, we don't have any programs that take up the whole facility. So you know, if I have a junior program that has 12 people, we'll we'll block off the stalls that are needed. It'll run for three hours, and you know, the kids get lots of blisters, so they they toughen up. You know, it's kind of some old school stuff. You know, um, but uh, you know, the public can come at any time. You walk up. Um, and you, you pay for your golf balls, buy your balls, you go out and you get a spot. Very rarely um, is it completely taken, but that does not mean that, you know, all the stalls aren't taken. But the good thing is that we have a little putting green, we have a little chipping area. On the back of the drive range over here, you can see it if you look through the, through the window. That was put in now um, right at the end of the summer. So there's there's plenty of things that you can do to keep yourself busy while you're out there. And... You know, we get people in the in the from the local community that come um, and they hit balls here because it's really close to their house, whether they may be member at other places. And you know, we have a lot of people who come up and warm up before they hit balls. So, you know, it, it is busy during the summertime. We do go until you know, right, almost dark, and you can buy balls half hour before dark. So, you know, in July, that's eight thirty, and people will be out here and hitting balls into the twilight. You know, yeah. you can kind of see them. You know, if you hit the really bright yellow ones, but you know, it's really busy. It's a great place to be. It's a good place to work on your game. So, uh, you know, it, there's plenty of room at this point. Hey, hey, an old PGA question for another day, Andy, but. Do you think they really people watch where they go? <laughs> you know, at the range, they're keeping their head down way too much. They should be enjoying the flight, as I like to say. <laughs> All right. Speaking of enjoying things, Bryce, when you're over here, what kind of programs have you been running this summer that you have enjoyed? Uh, yeah. So uh, every Wednesday we do a PGA Hope program, which is uh, we get veterans out there uh, for free. Obviously, they come out, hit a, hit as many balls as they want. And then Andy and a bunch of other PGA pros come out and help them give them some swing tips. Uh, a lot of them are new to golf, so uh, it really helps them. A lot of them are also from uh, P- have PTSD, so it really helps them have a sense of community and gets them out of their house, gives them something to do for an hour. Uh, they all really enjoy it. They're all everyone's friends now. It's a great. Everyone looks forward to it on Wednesdays. 
So that's that's definitely my favorite program that we've been that we've been running. All right, Bryce. I love the transition on that because it is Veterans Day next week. Um, a big reason for being here today was to talk to you guys about the PGA Hope program and how successful it has been. Um, let's just go right there. How many people are involved? How many people have participated in the past couple, um, let, let's say, over this past summer? Or Because um, you guys just opened this year. Um, has there only been one class? I know it's like six or eight weeks long each class. Have you had multiple classes? Bryce, I'll go to you. Um, break it down for me. How, how does the class get started? How do, you, how do you find the veterans? Or do they come and solicit you? I mean, how does this all come together? I'm curious. Yeah, so uh, veterans that are interested in joining PGA Hope uh, sign up through our website, uh, New Jersey Golf Foundation website. Uh, it'll come directly to me, and I'll sign them up into our database. Our database has over 260 veterans now, so it is a pr- pretty, it's, get, it's getting up there in the number. And uh, we have about, throughout the summer and the fall, we had about six different locations, different golf courses, different pros that are uh, helping out and giving different uh, clinic opportunities. To the veterans so uh we had mountain view golf course Rutgers, uh hawk point soldier hill inspiration so uh we're trying to get it make make sure that everyone in the new jersey section has an opportunity close to home uh all the clinics run for about an hour it's the same it's the same thing at every clinic uh veterans hit balls and they get some instruction meet some people meet some cool people we try to get them out on the golf course uh, so it's been it's been running pretty good. Uh, it keeps it continues to grow. I get new new requests to join almost every day, so uh, it's been going pretty well. Good. So we're trying to keep it going. Now you mentioned there, you know, you kind of do the same thing. It's the same format, but you're not doing the same thing. Um, I'm going to jump to Andy here because I know you're one of the instructors at a Hope Clinic. I, I drove in here to the Inspiration Golf Range today, but it's surrounded by a golf course. Right. There's holes here, too. So you have this unique opportunity here at this particular facility where you get people out at least on the course or whatever. What you know, give me an example of what an actual hope week is like in that hour long clinic. Like what what kind of takes place? Is there like one subject matter or do you kind of go through the whole bag? I mean, there's a lot to talk about in golf. Right. And if you're starting with beginners as the veterans, um, how, how does you know if someone's a little apprehensive? I want to give them the courage, right? I mean, they had the courage to defend our freedom, right? So it's inside them, right? How can we give them the courage to come out and whack a little golf ball? It's, you know, look, it's like a, it's after the time that we've done it here. And, you know, just to go back to a couple of questions, yes, Bryce, you know, we've been running it. We had, we didn't really have a graduation as the PGA Hope wanted. So we've been, we've been running the clinic every day from Wednesday and, uh, at two to three thirty, And it's become literally like a little family. And it's a, it's a great way for the, for the vets to come in and, and hang out with their friends and, and maybe some pe- meet some people that they haven't really met, uh, known before. Um, and we expect to see the faces every single week, and we know their swing. So the people that come over, Russ Helwig, past president, Ron Reed, uh, uh, Larry Viarango, Mike Smith, who helps us with PGA Junior League, uh, Jim Famula, whose father is a longtime golf professional. Jimmy's a longtime golf professional. State. I mean, we have many people that come over and, and help the vets, and the vets, you know, are excited to see everybody. And we have had many people who are new to the program and come and start and because they're surrounded by their fellow veterans i think that they feel really comfortable and you have you have a lot of people that are quite helpful at at getting somebody to start off so we recently had a woman 
um, come in that just started the program and and boy we had her I mean she had a lot of talent she was sitting her seven iron 120 yards you know five minutes in you know we have we've had has some women and some men come in that have never swung before and it's challenging because they have some physical um, disabilities for whether it be you know personal or from their time served um, but um, rarely have we ever had somebody walk away thinking this is, was not helpful and was not fun. And, of course, when they have their fellow vets out there, maybe giving them a little needling or tell them not to give up. It's, it's, really, um, it's really great for us and them. And the, one of the things that people always talk about maybe is like what um, they get from us. <laughs> what we have gotten from them is probably just as much. And when they accept you into their world... It makes you feel really good about what you're doing and how you're helping. And when everybody talks about like about giving back, I don't even look at it as that. I'm trying to help these people enjoy their life after giving that that us something that, you know, you could hardly ask somebody to give. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, the, the whole vibe out here this afternoon on a beautiful day in November. I mean. 70 degrees doesn't hurt, but I feel like even if it was 50 degrees, everybody's out here. They have a smile on their face. It's called the Inspiration Golf Range, and we're going to get back to, of course, two of golf's great guys in Andy and Bryce, but I got to take a quick break. So, everybody, thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Give us a couple seconds, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk more PGA Hope. We're going to learn more about Bryce's fellowship and um, whatever else makes Andy tick. (laughs) Be back in a few. Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to readtheline.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's readtheline.com. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Andy and Bryce. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Now, on behalf of the golfing population of New Jersey, I would like to thank them both for all that you do. And if you don't mind, please don't stop. Thanks for that there, Mr. Wade Weezer. We all hope that these guys don't stop doing what they're doing, pass along the goodwill of golf and the game. There's no doubt about that. 
Um, Bryce, I want to jump back into this conversation, Veterans Day next week, about PGA Hope. Is there a story that sticks out in your mind? Because, I mean, you're here on a fellowship, right? And you're yep. working for the New Jersey PGA, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. You're going to move on. You're, you're building your golf career. You're building your sports business career, right? But there's got to be some moments that stand out in your mind, especially being here on the Lions campus of the VA, right? Is there a PGA Hope story that you can share with Andy and I and the audience? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, one of our ambassadors, actually, uh, Garrett, He's a he's a former veteran. Uh, he actually had a very good article. I'm not sure, too sure what the what it was on, but he uh, he had a lot of trouble with um, PTSD. He had some loss, uh, a loved one, and uh, he came to golf. He found out about PJ Hope. He came into the golf world, and he found it as a real form of therapy. And a great sense. He met a lot of great people, and he. I spoke to him about a week ago at one of our events, and his story is just remarkable. And he basically uses golf as a, as a way of not leaving not leaving life, but a way of enjoying life more and being able to live in the moment. So it's stuff like that. It's stories like that. There's a bunch of them throughout all the veterans that I've talked to that really make the job that I'm doing worth it knowing that we're making an impact on people's lives and making their lives better. Hey, Bryce, let's focus on your story for a second, right? You are a PGA Works Fellowship. It sounds like an internship. You're here with the New Jersey PGA, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. But take me back. What is PGA Works? What is the fellowship? And how did you get involved? Yeah, so um, around January, February of my senior year of college, uh, I'm like any other college student. I'm scrambling to try to find a postgraduate internship job, stuff, stuff like that. So uh, I came across. I'm, I'm a. I just got into golf about three years ago. So I figured it would be cool to work in golf. So I came. Across, I looked at the website. I came across the CJ Works Fellowship, and it's basically a one-year paid immersion into the golf world. Uh, I believe there's 40 or 42 fellows throughout the country in different sections. So uh, I looked. I did a little bit of research on the New Jersey section. Saw, saw some of the good stuff that they were doing, and it interests me. So I applied. Uh, our executive director of the New Jersey Golf Foundation, Chris Hunt, gave me an interview. Uh, it went pretty well, and I ended up getting the opportunity to join the New Jersey section. Uh, they move me around a lot. Right now, my main my main day to day task is uh, helping coordinate New Jersey Golf Foundation uh, programs such as special needs, youth, uh, and PGA Hope. Uh, it's been great. They've been moving me around. I've met a lot of great people. Uh, I'm working professional events, assistant events, uh, and they give me a lot of opportunity to grow my career as a professional, uh, giving me a lot of leadership. So it's been great, and I believe I'm really getting the best experience out of it. Let's go back three years then. What do you love about golf? What interests you? I mean, there's either- – I'm not going to say that there's a million different fellowships out there, but I'm sure there's a bunch or there's, there's a lot of different interests in your life, right? What, I mean, you're working in golf every day, right? Just like Andy and I have for decades, right? And we have our reasons for loving it. I'm curious what yours is. Yeah, my thing with golf is my friends, a bunch of my friends have always played golf. Uh, I never, I, I was a basketball player growing up, so I never, I was like, golf is boring. It's too slow. What are you going to do? You're going to walk around grass. It's probably probably a slow paced game uh and then they brought me out on the course and i struggled a lot so uh it, my favorite thing about golf is that it's you versus yourself so uh i'm a competitive person 
and being able to work on golf you're just by yourself you don't need anyone else around you you could just you don't need a hoop you don't need anything you could just go out there chip putt whatever you need to do to get better so uh i like the self challenge that golf brings to you all right there andy golf's pretty popular right now you and i have seen the ebbs and flows you know we were there the tiger surge um um, whether this was the Bryson surge or the, you know, the equipment surge or whatever, and then the COVID surge and, and the popularity of the game, you're seeing it every day right here at the range, right in front of your office here that we're sitting in. Um, what do you guys do? I mean, you all recognize this, especially somebody like you who's seen the ebbs and flows of it all, right? Rode the roller coaster, the highs and lows. What are you all doing to try to maintain this popularity? Wow. I mean, the number one thing you can do is obviously, you know, help people as much as possible when they come here and sort of promote the fun of the game all the time. Um, you know, you know, there's going to be ebbs and flows all the time in the world. And, you know, when people um, start to think about what's going to happen in the next couple of years, if we're going to go into that dreaded R word recession, you know, they're going to cut out their 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 sort of pleasure things right right up front and what we don't want them to do is cut out golf so you want to make them enjoy themselves and make it as fun as possible and you should know that being the director of fun um but but uh you know i mean it's such a fantastic game and it's great to hear bryce like really hit the nail on the head right there about what golf is about and this is why all people that are really competitive with themselves and in sports want to go to golf because you can go to the range by yourself and get frustrated or excited based on how you do and you don't need to have 14 other people not that it's not good to be around 14 other people but you know you don't need to gather your team to go really press yourself and get some rewards and that's what and that's what it's really about when you're playing every day you're getting you're getting personal feedback about how you're doing and what you're working on how you're going to enjoy yourself and so golf is so good um, in a relieving stress, but you know sometimes it does create stress because you're so competitive. We we know that. Um, but uh, you know the greatest it's the greatest game that was ever invented, and the reason that it is is because you're expected to do the thing that's right, and when you don't do what's right, you know you get a label, and you have that label for a very long time. So, you know, look, golf is, uh, I believe it is the greatest game, and that's why I'm still in it, and I still love it, and I want to play well, and I think I can get better, you know, every year. So it's just so good. Well, you guys are sharing the love with more than just the veterans here at at the campus here, right? You know, um, there are three pillars to the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Um, They're helping people with special needs, and there is also helping children. So um, let's focus on one of those two. You can pick, Bryce, which either one, one that maybe you've helped with through your fellowship this summer. You could pick either maybe PGA Junior League or whatever. But tell me about the experience of the families and kids that are coming here or the families with those that have special needs um what are you all doing here give me give me a brief example or two of some of the programs that you run that is putting a smile on everyone's face uh yeah so uh recently over the summer we had a big day of programming which uh involved the pga junior league that uh andy is a part of and uh it was great to see we, we let all the teams come out and warm up at the range and they were playing at uh, the course right right next door at coakley russo uh, it's great to see all the, the families and the parents and the, all the kids had a smile on their face. You know, they're having a good day. It was a nice day out. And uh, all, the, all the parents were just very excited to have their kids be able to showcase what they've been working on all summer, practicing, and finally be able to be in the spotlight and perform for a team. 
so it's a great sense of community over there and it's a it's just a really good opportunity for families and kids to be able to go out and have some fun you know a couple of weeks ago andy i was talking to laura frick who coordinates for the PGA of America, the National PGA Junior League Championship, right? And you guys have a junior league team here. You're yes. involved, right? Yes. How much, I mean, how do we spread the word about this? It's like Little League for golf, right, is what I call it all the time. I mean, how do we spread the word on this? How, if there's families in the area from where I'm sitting right now, how do we get them out here? How do we get them excited? Get them excited. What's the elevator pitch on this thing? Well, you know, it's the perfect way for a kid to learn how to play golf and the fact that it's, it's not high pressure. You know, you get to play some of the best places. We, here in New Jersey, we play matches at, at some of the best golf, golf courses in the world. I mean, you know, we are so spoiled here in this area to have, you know, some of the facilities. And my guys, my, my team played a match at Somerset Hills, and they, they, uh, they you know, they they're still talking about how fast the greens were over there. But it's just, you know, to get your child involved in a game in a low pressure situation where, you know, you're going to feel, you know, you feel like it's going to be super competitive. It really is not. It's a super way for for the kids to learn um, about the game and get experience without having to truly be a one person performance. So, you know, Luckily, over here, you have somebody um, with a lot of experience helping the kids, and I love every second of the of the clinics. Um, you know, even with a you know, you have one kid climbing the tree. You know, he knows who he is if if he's if he's listening to this broadcast, and you you get him to start focusing on the game and join it, and you start seeing him get some rewards as the season goes on. It's and start playing better, and then you see him come back at, at the end of the summertime and hit some balls, and you see a lot of the kids that that are from the program, bringing their parents out and practicing. And um, that's the reward. If you want, you know, when it's proven, as you know, Keith, being a long time involved in golf, when you get somebody started before 10 years old, 90% of those people are going to play the golf, play the game for as long as they live. So, um, you know, it's good to get people started early. You don't have to be out here for hours to start. Come out here and hit balls for 30 minutes, hit balls for 20 minutes. You know, come out and split a medium bucket or a small bucket. Hit a few balls each. You don't need to become Tiger Woods to enjoy the game, you know. So, boy, I don't think you could have an easier way to learn the game. And once, you know, once you get sort of the simple basics down from my local professional or even if you come here and you, and you learn from me, you're going to be able to perform well enough to go out there and do what you need to do in a scramble format. And to have fun. Right. And have fun. And have yeah. fun. There's no doubt about yeah. it. And so, you know, Andy, you bring up a good point there, right? And we've talked about this. It's kind of been a theme of the day, right? And it's, it's interesting to me that this place is called the Inspiration Golf Range. So at the end of the day, right, what inspires you about being here every day? Well, there's so many, there's so many things you can choose. But obviously just being around the game of golf is, is somewhat inspirational, especially watching people. You know, you got a gentleman walking out of here in his truck. He's uh, 65, 70 years old. He's going to go out and play golf. And maybe he's going to come to me just for a little advice before he comes and plays. And my job is to get, get that guy to play a little bit better today. And then he's going to come back and he's going to tell his friends. People are going to come over. They're going to start enjoying themselves more. We get some of the vets here to enjoy their life more after what they've given to us. It's just as good as a reward. But... One of the things that we haven't really talked about was, you know, um, I already hadn't mentioned before, it was, you know, teaching some of these kids with special needs. And, 
you know, I take pride in not taking anybody for granted. And these kids, autistic kids and the Ells for Autism Clinic, these kids had the greatest time. And I, I try not to, I, I talk to them um, and expect them to understand the instructions, and they do. And each one of these kids in these clinics got significantly better, and that's, the, that's inspiration itself, to see a kid who struggles being verbal and struggles communicating and then watching him get progressively better throughout the weeks of that clinic. Who could ask for anything more than that? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to flip that question on myself, right? It inspires me to be here today with you and seeing all that's going on and the atmosphere that's here this afternoon. It really is a cool place. And it, it, it's the reason that golf is popular. It's fun. It's accessible. You come out here. It's not stuffy. Everyone is just down to earth. They're having a good time. They're all struggling with the same thing, hitting the ball straight and trying to get it airborne. I mean, all of those types of things. Um, I'm having a great time talking to both of you guys. Bryce, we got to let you go. But, Andy, hold on for a little bit longer. You know, we're fast approaching 4 p.m. here. Thanks, everybody, for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with, of course, the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it. 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns you around into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Well, a couple quick PSAs I always touch upon at this time of the day. The podcast for this show will be posted on all platforms, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all those fun ones. You want to follow me? Social media, at KJ Stewart PGA. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Love that TikTok with Read the Line, everybody. What's Read the Line? Go to readtheline.com. Go subscribe. Read and win. Of course, I'm on the road this week, but when you're on the road, 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Hit the Listen Now button and listen to a little in excess, it sounds like. You know what? Andy Brock, everyone here at the Inspiration Range, don't change a thing. All right? I love that mood this afternoon there, Mr. Wade Weezer. We got a little... Uh, don't stop with Fleetwood Mac. Now we're uh, don't change. I mean, don't change a thing up here at the Inspiration Golf Range. That that's certainly a doubt, and uh, or, or not a doubt. That's for sure. Um, without a doubt, I also got to thank and don't change a thing 
other than next year's driver make it better than the stealth because for over 40 years golfers have inspired TaylorMade to make a lot of great drivers but as we know all eventually reach their limit TaylorMade has been hard at work making the next generation of drivers for 2023 but if you're coming into the holidays it's that time of year where sometimes these things get marked down so if you get out and you need a new driver man that tailor-made stealth i've been using it all summer and these drought conditions i'm hitting it further than ever so if you want to hit it deep like andy brock and me get to tailormadegolf.com All right, everybody, Andy Brock stuck around for some punishment here. We're going to do the <laughs> weekly update with him, and we're going to start with Phil's found new life. Phil tweeted this past week on November 1st, thank you to my fellow players, fans, teammates, and especially everyone at Live Golf Invitational. I'm so proud and happy to be a part of this evolution in professional golf. My passion for the game has been renewed, and I cannot wait for Live Golf Season 2. Now, this uh, just to keep the hyperbole in check, there, Andy and Wade. Um, just prior to live and the season of a lifetime he just experienced, um, he he spent six months in personal exile, right? And uh, he did win a major championship at age fifty. So I don't know. I mean, you and I, you and I are at spring chickens, Andy. You know, I mean, you would think winning winning the PGA Championship fifty would be pretty memorable, but um, I don't know. Well, listen. There's nothing like the, the music from Star Wars and the dark side right there. I mean, that is so appropriate. And, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately for Phil, you know, I, I think that he forgot about his PGA major win, like, really, really quickly. So to see what he did down there at Keogh Island, Island against uh, arguably the best player in majors in recent memory uh, was, was ridiculous. Um, Phil played so great. Um, and, um, you know, maybe thinking that his time was numbered, he decided to jump in another direction. Um, I think um, the script is yet to be finished on what's going to happen with professional golf and live. And um, there's, no, um, there's no real difference um, in the game that's being played, but I think that uh, the way that you think about golf, uh, the PGA Tour is still the place to be, you know. Maybe there's yeah. going to be another place that's bigger. Maybe the PGA Tour is going to be bigger and better. I hope that's what's going to happen. Well, if you ask Phil, nothing's bigger than Phil. All right. <laughs> oh, look at this story. Four, 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 four. A woman is facing charges. After golfing into the Grand Canyon, the park said in a Facebook post, oh, no. it comes after a video showing the incident circulating online. Park officials said social media users helped identify the individual who is due to appear in court. A woman is facing charges for hitting a golf ball and a golf club into the Grand Canyon, according to a statement. On October 27th, the Grand Canyon National Park's Facebook page posted a screenshot showing a woman at the edge of the canyon's south rim near Mather Point with a golf club in the air. Do we really need to say don't hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon? The, the <laughs> caption read, adding that throwing objects over the rim of the canyon is not only illegal, but can also endanger hikers and wildlife who may be below. There are rules. <laughs> exactly. Joel Bard, a public affairs specialist for the Grand Canyon National Park Service, told insiders that three Class B misdemeanor charges had been filed for creating hazardous conditions, littering, and throwing the objects themselves. Baird said each charge could merit a fine up to $1,000, but it is like, unlikely she will be facing jail time. 
Mm. The case will be heard at the U.S. Magistrate's Court in Flagstaff, Arizona, although a date has not yet been set for a court appearance. The Facebook post did not identify the individual, but social media users commented underneath the post to say that the person in the photo was Katie Sigmund, (laughs) who has over 7 million followers on TikTok. Sigmund did not immediately respond to the insider's request for a comment. I mean, I give this gives new meaning to the, the terms Top Golf. Well, she's right? got seven million and one now because I'm going to follow her as soon as we get off the show. There's no doubt. Listen, you know, Keith, you know 100 percent. Yeah, right there, you know 100 percent that if you had a chance, you know, you'd be firing some golf balls off the edge. You know, come on. I mean, please, that's 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 crazy. However, you know, if she doesn't hit it far enough to where she'd hit somebody that was on the trail below, I think that's probably a bad move. Don't throw clubs over the edge, people. No, right. But no. you know, club throwing. But the a, ball's okay. Club throwing is a lost art. All right, just Andy, Andy. Andy Brock, not a <laughs> spokesperson for the Grand Canyon National Park Service. Oh, oh, look at this. We touched on this earlier. Youth is served on the LPGA. Thai teenager Ataya Titakul reached number one in the women's world ranking on Monday, the 16th player to get to the top since the rankings began in 2006. Titakul had a chance to reach number one by winning any of the last three tournaments on the LPGA Tour. Instead, the 19-year-old replaced Jin Young-ko of South Korea on a week in which she didn't play. It is very special to get to the top, but is much harder to retain, Titakul said. Her first full year on the LPGA Tour, first full year, first full year on the PGA Tour has been more consistent than superb. Titakul has won twice. In California the week before the first major and in Arkansas a couple weeks ago, we talked about that earlier, to go along with 12 other finishes in the top 10. Ko began her season by winning the HSBC Women's World Championship in Singapore and had been number one since the end of January, but she's dealing with a, a wrist injury, which has kept her out for the last two months. That cleared the way for Titicool, who has finished in the top 10 for her last five starts. Number one in the world at age 19 is pretty good there, Mr. Andy Brock, but not good enough to be the youngest ever. Lydia Ko reached number one in the world as a 17-year-old. And I got one more for you here. Ready? The Masked Swinger. I don't know if you saw this, but our friends at TaylorMade, they're up to it again. It seems like every fall they come up with some piece of content when they get their athletes together. But based upon the popularity of the Fox show The Masked Singer, I was not aware how popular it was, but it's probably pretty popular, right? TaylorMade athletes got dressed up in a full-body costumes to hit golf balls. The viral social media post was great. Of course, the first costume was a tiger, right? I'm not going to give away who was who, right? Right. But they're playing some games. There was was an eagle. There was a bumblebee, a dog, et cetera. The post asked you to to match the swing with the pro golfer, right, without, you know, with the costumes on and everything. You got to check it out on social media, everything. Um, Some of the swings were pretty bad, missing the ball, topping it or whatever. I don't think they could see through the costumes. But the (laughs) bumblebee rips it. He, he absolutely rips it. Um, and the funniest line in the entire video came in the behind-the-scenes footage. Scotty Scheffler joked while in his costume to one of the producers fixing his hoof. <laughs> Can you believe that this is what they hired you for? <laughs> to which she quipped back, Can you believe that this is what they hired you for? <laughs> That's your Pro Show update for the week ending November 4th, 2022. Thanks to Taylor Made for the weekly update. Got to thank the New Jersey Golf Foundation, of course, Andy Brock and Bryce Walker for all that you guys do here. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you, Andy. We've been friends for a long time, man. This is this has been a lot of fun. Next week, we are off, you know what, on a Friday afternoon. Maybe we'll go play some golf, you and I. huh? Yeah. Hopefully the weather will be good. I know my man Wade Weezer, who I appreciate back there in the studio doing everything he can. He's off to Disney World with his family. So God bless you and all the lines that you stand in. Now, you know I love my listeners. Before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about fear. 
If the fearful get caught as much as the bold, what point is there in being scared? Go ahead and take that first step. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.